Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, MJ Wu A.U., here for another banger, uh, especially in the week three days, the week of, excuse me, our first game, kickoff game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions um, with my co-host, like I said, Steve-O. Scott, are you guys excited? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Amen, brother. Very excited. Very, very excited. Yes. Yes, we are extremely excited. So we're going to go ahead, get right into our episode because we got our regular segments um, highlighted by On The Clock, Flex Dungeon, of course, MFK Jukebox, but Fantasy. Fantasy Flash is making a comeback, baby. And I am the reigning champion for that. So let's see if Steve-O or Scott can make a uh, usurp me this year. Uh, we're starting out with our tight end all-time Mount Rushmore. Okay, and this was actually relatively easy for me and probably for you guys too. Um, we've had, I mean, we've really been blessed with some of the best tight ends. I, I mean, I think I've ever seen, well, especially in my life. And I, I don't. I think maybe the history of the NFL, right? So, no particular order. Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, of course, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Gates. Man, man, oh man, what a Mount Rushmore! Uh, and hell of players, each one of them. Um, Scott, who you got? Yeah, I'll go next because you got three of my four. And uh, honestly, I like your fourth as well. Um, but I think I, I'm a little biased, but I think this guy deserves to be on oh, the what? as well. Let so, me guess, Witten? Definitely, Jason oh, Witten. So what? Jason Witten is my Cowboys <laughs> not Dude, Jason Witten is such a good tight end or was such a good tight end. He was. Uh, I still remember the scene where his helmet gets like thrown off playing against the Eagles and he – then continues to run for like another 30 yards um, back when you were allowed to continue the play after your helmet came off. Um, total boss. But yeah, Jason Witten is the one that uh, I differentiate uh, from you on. My other three were Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, and Rob Gronkowski. Hey man, SCS? Yeah, gonna agree on Travis Kelsey and Gronk. Um, obviously, I think they're probably... When it's all said and done, they're going to be known as the the top two, at least, I don't know, in the, within the next five years. I think that, that, that'll be the top two consensus. Um, I actually also put Jason Witten in my top four um, just because of, I think, watching him so often with Scott. Uh, he just, I mean, he was Tony Romo's guy for so long, and yeah. he was just such a reliable guy, just always there for the Cowboys, even when they weren't doing so hot. He was, like I said, kind of old, reliable, and like a great guy off the field, so always enjoyed watching him. And lastly, is really a pure fantasy pick, but Jimmy Graham, um, he was my first tight mm. end uh, when I started fantasy, and I won the first time with him, so a special place in my heart, but uh, he was just a uh, a boss and dunked on the field goal, and, uh, and yeah, a special place for, for Jimmy Graham. Oh, Jimmy and Jason, all excellent additions too. I mean, overall, definitely going to be players who end up in the in Canton, Ohio, right? I mean, the tight end spot is sometimes overlooked, and you know, a lot of these outliers, these superstars, really get to shine if they really are good, right? So, so yeah, we we had two across the board that we all agreed on, and then I had three from each of you. Mm-hmm. That's okay. 
Yeah. Cool. Honestly, team. that's better than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say like Jimmy Graham and Antonio Gates, they would be up there if we did like five, six beyond. They would definitely be top 10. Oh, yeah, baby. Okay. And with that, we'll go ahead and move on to our flex dungeon. So just to rehash over that, since it's been, I mean, several months since we've done this segment, uh, if we like that player and we want to put them on our flex spot, we're going to bring them into the flex dungeon. If not, they are banished banished um we're going to be two doing two positions each uh this segment or this week uh we're going to go through all our wide receiver uh and it's going to be ranges from 21 to 35 then we'll move on to our running backs okay so my first wide receiver that i want in my flex dungeon this week is jahan dotson and listen i i don't think i have to say much other than they're facing the cardinals um, who last year, now this was based on last year, but uh, they allowed the second highest QBR rating for the entire year and the highest completion rate. That was 69.8% in the NFL last season. And to make things worse, their interior defensive line has gotten worse um, from the 2023 season. So I really think that Sam Howell is going to really get a chance to show us what he's got. And Jahan Dotson is really going to show out. Now, my player I don't want in my flex dungeon this week is Hollywood Brown. Uh, so the opposite side of that spectrum, I really have a, I have a solid feeling that the Cardinals are just going to be running the ball majority of this season. Um, and really, I mean, with... Uh, I, I don't know. I think they're, they really announced who their, QB, their starting QB is, right? I mean, I, they have announced Clayton Toon or... Um, I don't think it's been officially announced. I, I think I've heard that Clayton Toon is kind of leading the contest, but I don't think that they have announced. Uh, there are coaching games being played right now. They came out and said that Clayton Toon is ready, quote-unquote ready, to do the starting job, but I think that's just coach speak. I honestly think it's going to be Josh Dobbs week one. Yeah. Well, uncertainty is not something that you want to be comfortable with in fantasy football. So I'll be keeping Hollywood Brown out of my flex dungeon. Uh, Steve-O, who do you got? Yeah. So for my wide receivers, uh, bringing into the flex dungeon, got to go with my guy, Deandre Hopkins. I think he is going to have a re coming out party in Tennessee. He is going to be the guy. They don't have a lot of power on that offense. Um, you got Derrick Henry in the run game. You got Treylon Burks, who is... I mean, he's still coming back from the injury. So We'll come back from the injury, waiting to see what he's got. Uh, I, I think I think Hopkins is going to be a focal point of that, that offense. Um, and, you know, I think the Packers could have a really good defense, but um, I don't think I'm scared quite yet. So, again, I, I think they just want, want to get DeAndre Hopkins going soon and early, so... Um, let me get him in my lineup this week. Out is going to be uh, out of the flex dungeon. It's going to be Mike Williams. Pretty simple for me. Prove it to me that you're a top 30 play consistently and we'll talk, but he has never proven to us that he is going to just be a reliable staple of our lineup. And I mean, I, he had the chance last year with Keenan out. Keenan Allen he's out. Had, he's had many year. opportunities. Yes, many yes, opportunities. many opportunities. Um, but he's just such a boom bust guy, and uh, I'm not I'm not willing to take the bust my first week of the year. S- Scott, 
Yep. So um, my in is going to be Drake London. Um, so they're playing the Carolina Panthers this year, who I think are just not going to be a good team. Um, I don't think their defense is going to be good this year. Um, I also think he's kind of ranked really low for week one. Um, I think he's going to be the go-to guy for for Ritter. I know Kyle Pitts is, is there too, but I think London's going to be the man. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm full in on London this year and moving forward. And Steven kind of stole my thumb, thunder on my out. I'm also out on Mike Williams. I'm always out on Mike Williams. He is the ultimate <laughs> boom bust character. He is who I compare everybody else to that I think is a boom bust uh, player. So, um, yeah, I'm out on Mike Williams this week and, and just I'm out on him in fantasy in general. I didn't draft him in a single spot and I never will. So no Mike Williams for me this week or any week. Good for you. Um, with that, we'll go ahead and move on to our RBs. Um, mine for this week, and I do have to say, I since he has left Chicago, I have been all aboard this train. That's going to be Monty. Um, David Montgomery, he's definitely going to be my flex dungeon this week. And for sure, because Chris Jones, uh, the Chiefs defensive tackle who continues to hold out. Um, I mean, I have some... A quick stat. So EPA, which is expected points added. All right. When Chris Jones is out of the game, uh, the Chiefs have a negative 0.13 EPA per play drop, which which in terms of metrics is crazy. They are expected to give points, the defense. Um, it's a major swing. And outside of that line, I mean, there's not really anybody pressuring um will be pressuring the lions. I think that this is why I really think this is going to be a shootout and I'm excited, especially also with, um, Ben Johnson, the lions, uh, offensive coordinator saying that, um, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Jameer Gibbs, who's going to be used in unexpected ways. I don't really know what that, I don't, I don't think anybody knows what that kind of entails, but what I'm expecting is a lot more play in the slot, uh, possibly as a receiver, um, and I think Monty is, is going to be that back. Who's going to get that goal, that goal line touches those goal line touches. So, um, definitely my in this week, my out is James cook against the jets. And I really think this is going to be a slug fest until I, now I do have to say, I love James cook. I actually, you can ask Scott. I have told him to hold on to him forever because I love the profile. I just, I need to see them actually start using him. Um, as a check down, I need to see Josh Allen actually checking down, uh, you know, pushing him up the field for some, uh, for some receptions before I'm like, okay, he's finally getting to the role that he should be put in. So. Yeah. Um, first let me correct myself from my wide receivers. I had mentioned that the Titans playing the Packers are actually playing the Saints. So just a correction Ooh. there, the Saints have a, you know, I think a pretty good defense, but Everything that I said, I think I'll still stick with as far as Hopkins being the focal point and think he'll be able to to still steal the show. So hey, Hopkins uh, is inevitable. And uh, he makes the craziest catches I've I don't know. Anything every game he he's, he's catching. Yeah, he does not drop the ball. Um so for my running backs, uh starting with my out first, uh also agreeing with MJ on James Cook. Um Jets may have the best D line in football. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're the Jets are the offense is going to put up points, and I think the Bills are going to be slinging it around. 
um, trying to keep up with them. You know, obviously the Bills also have a good defense, but I feel like this is going to be just as much of an offensive game as a defensive game. Hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, like I said, I think James Cook's still a prove-it guy for me, and this is not the week I want to see it. Um, my in is going to be Jamal Williams. Um, Alvin Kamara is out the first four weeks of the season. There, it means the backup is rookie Kendra Miller. So in my eyes, Jamal Williams is the guy in the backfield with not much competition. Um, you know, you got a couple of good receivers and Chris Olave and Michael Thomas, but I would like to think that Jamal Williams is going to get involved early and often in both the rushing and passing game and think he could be a, a good play the first few weeks of the season. Oh yeah, baby. Man, I hate that you guys are uh, out on James Cook this week. I uh, don't necessarily hate that take. Um, I think it's. I think you got valid points. The Jets are going to be really good. Um, I hope that he gets used a lot in the passing game, though. Same. Uh, so we'll same. I'm, I'm, start, I'm starting him in two leagues, so I, I need him. Um, but for me, my uh, in uh, at running back um, this week is going to be the Washington backfield tandem, uh, both Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson Jr. I think, as MJ alluded to earlier, they are playing the Cardinals this week. I think it's just going to be an all-day fest for Washington offensive players. Um, so whether you got Gibson or Brian Robinson Jr., I think those are easy starts this week against the Cardinals. Um, I think they're going to be so far out in front that they're just going to be running nonstop. So um, those are my ends. Uh, I know they're two players, but I think they'll both get both get good points. Oh, yeah. um, my out is going to be Damian Pierce versus Baltimore. Um, a lot of people are very high on Damian Pierce this year, and I'm just not. Um, I don't think the Houston Texans are going to be a great team this year. I think they're going to be behind a lot. Uh, with Devin Singletary coming in, I think he's going to get a lot of the passing down work, and I think they're going to be doing a lot of passing to catch up in games. Um, and I think Baltimore is a really good defense. So uh, I'm out on Damian Pierce this week, and I'm kind of low on him this season until I see it. Um, I know he did really good his rookie year, but I, I need to see them perform as a team and him on this team. Yeah, great calls, everybody. And um, I, I want to make just a quick comment, you know, barring, you know, we'll see how the first game goes, especially for the Cardinals. But a, a reoccurring theme here for the fantasy season might be that the Cardinals are going to be an auto start for any team, any positional player going against them. And uh, I've been thinking about this, you know, throughout the duration of, you know, this offseason, just because last year, um, I just remember how much we faded the Jets, you know, and all of a sudden in a year span with the right decisions, right draft picks, the, you know, saving your cap space, getting Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we've made a complete 180. Quinn and Williams draft picks finally showing out Garrett Wilson. Um, I'm not sure the Cardinals are going to be there for a while. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see who, you know, um, with that, we'll go ahead and move on to one of my absolute favorite favorite segments on the clock with scott scott what you got for us all right i got a pretty i guess vanilla question for both you guys um kind of alluding to your favorite teams i put in quotations because stevens is an atlanta boy that's why he likes the falcons but um i'll let go first so as our resident bears fan do you believe dj moore will finish the season as a top 10 fantasy wide receiver if so, how high can he finish? If not, 
what is the lowest you think he'll finish? And I'm going to give you 30 seconds starting now. Listen, that's tough just because I love, uh, I love DJ Moore. I love the bears and I love fields and I'm really excited for this season. Um, I will have to say, I do think they're going to be using him all around the field, uh, similar to Debo. So I will say, I don't think he's had, he has the top, wide receiver one finish, you know, top 10. I think the lowest he can finish is going to be 17. Lowest possible. So. Okay. That was right at 30 seconds. I like it. So 17. All right. Uh, Steven, your question is very similar as our resident Falcons fan. Do you believe Bijan will finish as a top five fantasy running back? If so, how high can he finish? If not, what is the lowest you think he will finish? Same thing. 30 seconds. Yes, I believe that Bijan can finish as a top five running back, and I think that he could finish as the number one running back in fantasy this year. I am not one who is usually all in on rookies, but the Falcons got limited weapons. They have Drake London. They have Kyle Pitts, but Bijan Robinson is going to be all over the field, and I think the Falcons are going to run it nonstop and pass it nonstop to Bijan. Bajan. Oh, yes. Bajan. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Sorry. We got to start pronouncing that correctly. Um, awesome. Great answers. I think I agree with both of you. Um, I would have DJ Moore outside my top 10. I think Bijan is definitely in my top five. Um, and I think you guys both kind of placed him where I would place him too. Uh, okay. Well, a quick yeah. question then, yeah. Stephen. With, with that um, being said, um, you know, because you have a couple redraft drafts coming up. I do. Are you, you, are, let's say you have the, well, I guess one of the top picks. Are you picking Bijan over Austin Eckler, CMC? No, no. Oh, I, I can't. No, it, it's 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 again. It's can, <laughs> do I think it's possible for him to finish one overall? You're not willing to take the risk. No, absolutely not. I I would okay. much rather have Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler, two two guys who I think that Bijan will imitate. But they are obviously proven commodities, and yeah, I, I I think Eckler and CMC are top five picks for me, and Bajan would probably be end of the first, beginning of the second. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think you could make the argument that he could be a top ten choice. Scott, you fa- you share the same sentiments? Um, no, uh, if I'm taking a running back in the first round. I think I I take uh, Bajan over CMC Eckler. I might I might take over first, but honestly, I'm targeting a wide receiver uh, in the first round, especially if I'm high. I'm going after Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or yes, Travis Kelsey. Right. Yes, um, or Kelsey. If, if I'm a top five pick, I want one of those three. I want to uh, avoid running back. Um, but I I think listen, I'm always lower than everybody else on CMC injury history. So many mouths to feed. I get it. He's a great player, and yeah, everybody wants him on their team. But um, give me, give me Bijan, who is going to be the Falcons' offense probably. Um, Eckler, though, I would probably take over uh, Bijan. Did you not learn from our side bet almost <laughs> one year ago to the day? Oh, Listen, or Jonathan I, Taylor. I'm, I'm still, I'm not a CMC guy, guys. Jo- like, Jonathan Taylor has never other, been this other since we made that bet. I hope you know I that. Know. Yep, and yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw another player in there and 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 bet against him. But uh, yeah, 
give, give me, give me Bajan or CMC. Okay. Great answers and uh, great questions, everybody. Uh, thank you, Scott. With that, we'll go ahead and move on to MFK hosted by Steve-O. Fun train, what you got for us? Thanks, MJ. Yeah. So one of our recurring segments throughout the season, MFK, we're going to get back into doing some players and I will turn it over to Scott to give us his three options first. All right. So I went with quote unquote, second string running backs um, that should have big roles, at least to start the season. And we'll see how things pan out with their counterparts. Um, but I've got David Montgomery, Jamal Williams, and Samaji P. Ryan. Oh. think the Mary's pretty easy for me. I'm not nearly as big on David Montgomery as MJ, but I think he is has the most consistent floor of the group. So as far as flex options go, I think more likely than not, Montgomery will be an option week to week, whereas I don't necessarily believe that's the case for the other two. So I'm going to marry Monty. Going to F. Jamal Williams because he is a much more known commodity and proved it in Detroit. Um, obviously, don't think the touchdown upside is going to be there, but still think that he's going to establish himself with Kamara being out at the beginning. And I think he's going to establish a role for the rest of the season from there. So unfortunately, I'll have to kill Samaje. Um, and that's just because I don't know what's happening in Denver. And I don't want to get on the Denver bandwagon at any point. So mm. MJ. Okay. Well, I'm going to start off exactly the same as you in terms of Mary Monty. Um, and I, you know, in the past I've, been a, a Monty hater. Okay. But since he's left, I mean, the Lions have one of the best offensive lines. I think they're ranked fourth uh, from PFF the last, I, last time I checked. And I just, I don't, I personally just don't believe in Jameer Gibbs' ability to move through, through the trenches just yet. I mean, that's just me being. Uh, a little vindicate about his size and this is the pros it's something i have to see first i've seen monty do on a bad chicago offensive line and knowing that he's moving on to a better one um with a offense that you have to respect the pass as well i think he'll get his moments to shine um i'll actually have the friends with bench of its pirine here um i still think that i mean it's crazy how fast javante has recovered i mean it's just he I mean, it's just insane, and I think that's a that's a nod to how far medicine has pro progressed at this point. But I really think P Ryan's going to be a solid play on a offense that already has lost Judy for I don't know an unknown unknown amount of weeks. Um, so I think they'll lean heavily on the run here, and then have to kill Jamal, um, who, I mean, of course, seventeen touchdowns last year is mind boggling, but. Um, I, I I don't know. I love Jamal as well, but he's just going to be my kill. I think he has just a little bit lower upside, but I think he's still going to pop until Kamara shows up. That's for sure. Scotty boy. Yeah. So uh, honestly, listening to both your guys's um, 
takes on these players. I went back and forth, um, but I will agree that Monty is also my Mary. I think he has the highest floor and the highest ceiling. Um, if Gibbs doesn't pan out for whatever reason, like Monty's just going to eat all year. I, do I think that's going to happen? No. Uh, but I think Monty uh, is in a really good spot. Um, oof, between Jamal Williams and Samaja P. Ryan, uh, man, you know, I, I was leaning Jamal and I think MJ convinced me. Um, I'm worried that Javante Williams, yeah, they're, they're saying he's healthy and he's going to be a full go, but I don't know, man, a knee injury is a knee injury and a catastrophic, catastrophic knee injury. Right. We've seen it with Dobbins, like they don't come back in a year, even if they can. Um, I think, I think P Ryan is going to be a solid play this year. Um, and, uh, you know, I hate that I had to kill Jamal then. Um, I definitely believe there's going to be some major regression, especially in the touchdown category. Um, and I think when Kamara comes back from the suspension, it's going to be his job to lose. And I don't think he's going to lose it to Jamal. They're, they're the same age. Um, I think, uh, Kamara's got the better pass catching ability mm-hmm. between the two. Um, yeah, I, I think that's why I got to kill Jamal there, unfortunately. Uh, MJ, what you got? Yeah. So um, you guys know how much I put, how much time I put into the rookies this past season. Um, so this is going to be a rookie based MFK. And I'm, I do have to say, I'm leaving out JSN just because he did have that hand surgery. Um, this is purely for matchups for this upcoming week. They're, they're, uh, they're opener. So first I have Zay flowers versus the Texans, Quentin Johnston versus the dolphins and Jordan Addison versus the bucks. Let me get Mary Zay, friends with Benjamin Fitz, Jordan Addison, kill Quentin Johnson. I think it's pretty easy for me. And that's only based off of, I think Zay's the only one that I've heard consistent things about throughout the off season. I think Addison may have had the most hype, but flowers has had the most, again, from what I've heard, just kind of the most consistent positive feedback. So I think he's going to have the biggest role early Mm -hmm. on. So yeah, give me, give me flowers there. And Addison, I think, I think he's going to be terrific but I think he's going to grow into his role much like Justin Jefferson did in his rookie season. Um, and Quentin Johnson, I feel like I haven't heard a single thing about, so um, not really ready to uh, to jump on uh, that rookie bandwagon. Okay, Scott? Yeah, I think I'm going to second Steven uh, for slightly different reasons, but across the board, um, my MFK matches. Uh, I think Zay Flowers is going to be the wide receiver one on that team. I mean, obviously it's Mark Andrews, right? But Zay Flowers is the wide receiver one. I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be the dude. Um, I think Bateman missed out on his chance. Um, So I think Zay Flowers is going to be the guy after Mark Andrews. Jordan Addison, I think third at best. I think it's JJ, head and shoulders above the rest, and then I think it's Hawkinson. Um, So Jordan Addison is the third best target on that offense. Um, And yes, I know we're talking this week. Uh, Flowers has a very easy matchup against the Texans. Addison has a very easy matchup against the Bucks. Quentin Johnson has the hardest matchup of the three against the Dolphins, but also there's talks that it's probably Joshua Palmer who is now the third wide receiver, and QJ needs a little more mm-hmm. development, so he's the fourth wide receiver. Um, 
And so for those two reasons, he's, he's got to be my kill, uh, especially for this week. Yeah, um, I'm at the actually agree with you guys across the board. Um, Zay Flowers, who has looked terrific in preseason. And yeah, preseason is preseason, but it's important for me to really see like that they're actually grasping the concepts. They're actually, um, you know, dialing in their roots. They're actually catching the ball. QJ had multiple um, drops in some of these games that just killed me. And, and that was one of the red flags of his profile, right? Um, and I really think that I do think Hawk is going to be the second option here, um, especially with him signing a record mega deal for a tight end, completely resetting the market for tight ends. But I do think Jordan Addison will have his moments underneath um, with the Bucks' best quarterbacks, safeties covering, of course, JJ and Hawk. I think Addison in the middle underneath all these roots is just going to eat it up in terms of receptions. So par, you know, par for par, everybody I'm on, on board. So. All right. And I am going to actually bait and switch you guys because I am still stuck in our summer season and chose three non-players just for one last ride before we really before get the fall kicks in. Um, so just got back from a trip, had a really long flight today, got up at like 3 a.m. Haven't showered since last night and I'm feeling gross. So (laughs) what's on my mind is hygiene. And so the three things for you guys are toothpaste, body wash slash soap and deodorant. MFK toothpaste, body wash, deodorant. Is there any like context? It's just in general. Uh, like, like, basically, you know, if, well, if you kill it, that's the one that you're willing to go without. Mary, you're wanted every day. We'll say F is the one that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I'll I can take this first. I, I got it. I have to marry toothpaste because I just I have this thing. I just can't. There are two things I can't deal with. Okay. One is a dirty mouth, and you can. You can tell a difference when you have your teeth brushed and they're not brushed. And two, it's like sweaty legs. I can't sleep with like legs that are too sticky in my sheets. I don't know. I, so I'll have to marry toothpaste. I'll friends with best benefits, body wash, and I can go without deodorant, especially if I had a good shower and correctly wash myself with my body wash. Ooh, man. I, uh, second MJ across the board again. Um, Toothpaste, I think healthy hygiene starts with a healthy mouth and toothpaste. Listen, I uh, if I'm not brushing my teeth, my, I know my breath stank, um, and I, I hate that. I hate it when I smell other people's <laughs> bad breath. So toothpaste, definitely. Um, and second one, uh, I, I'm a soap guy myself, but I got to have a good shower with soap. Um, and I agree with MJ. I think if I've had a shower within the day, um, I can forget to put on deodorant and it's not going to be that big of a deal unless I'm doing a, a good workout. Um, if I'm just like walking around hanging out, nobody's going to be able to tell the difference. Well, this is my absolute worst nightmare to have to actually choose between these three, but I'm, I'm going to go marry body wash. I can't imagine not bathing myself in a single day. 
I, I sometimes do twice a day depending on what the uh, the activities are, but I just, I have to have some soap in my body at some point during the day. So I that's a, it's a must. Um, toothpaste. I mean, I completely agree that it's really gross if you don't brush your teeth and it's really necessary for your hygiene, but um, I will friends with benefits toothpaste. Um, you know, you can get by with, some mouthwash, gum, mint. So you can kind of mask it a little bit. Not recommended for long-term health benefits though. Um, and then killing deodorant is again, an absolute nightmare of mine. I, uh, I, I have nightmares about not putting on deodorant and having body odor. That has, that has been a nightmare for me. So um, never something I want to go without. And I do think that I tend to fortunately not smell a whole lot unless I'm doing heavy activity. So I don't have natural BO, which is great, but, um, you know, I, I, I never want to, to have to deal with that, but of the three options, it would be the, the least necessary, I guess. So, um, tough, tough choices. Um, and with that, I'm going to move it right over to jukebox. Juke. And got a couple of Spotify top hits for you today. So getting back into kind of the current, what's popular right now. Uh, the first song is Bad Idea Right by Olivia Rodrigo. And it is a, uh, it's, it's a bit of a banger. I don't know if it's a 10 out of 10 recommend, but it's a recommend just to give it a shot. Okay. Um, so in the song, she sings, I should probably not. And for you guys, what I'm asking is what player are you hung up on or dying on a hill for when you know there are probably better options out there? So it's just a guy that you're like, probably shouldn't do this, probably shouldn't be all in, but I got to go with him. Oh. Oh, that's kind of tough. Um, Scott, you know your answer yet? Yeah, I think I got to go with my boy Dalton Kincaid. Um, I mean, partially in one league, it's because I don't have a choice. Uh, but also just generally speaking, I, I, I think I can't get off it, but I think he's the number two in, in the bills offense after Diggs, and with D- Diggs having his drama, you know, I don't know if that's going to have any pull on Kincaid or not, but, um, I know you shouldn't trust a rookie tight end year one. Uh, but I, I'm hung up on Kincaid. I believe in the hype. Gosh. Well, listen, I'm on that train too. Um, I believe in the hype as well, but geez, that's a, okay. You're starting the season out with some really, some banger questions, Steve-O. Hmm. Someone I shouldn't be on. Oh, dang it, man. Sorry. This is a tough question for me because you know what? I will say it's one of the, uh, receivers I've been pushing heavily. Nico Collins. I will say Nico just because I don't based on once again, the preseason play, I just don't really know what the Texans offense is going to look like. Right. And that's just basing new coaching regime, uh, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, I mean, this is a very young team, and I mean, I've been on Nico Collins since last year, but mine not necessarily should be as much as high as I am. So, 
Yeah, I think both are both are good options. I think Kincaid has a pretty high ceiling, but rookie tight ends tend not to have a good track record. And for Nico Collins, I mean, yeah, the Texans are not the team that you really want to put your stake in right now. But uh, he's again, he's got potential. But 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 agreed that it may not be uh, the highest of ceilings. So mm-hmm. good answers. Um, second song is Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat. Um, Doja Cat just always putting out the fire, you know. Love Doja Cat. Um, so I got two sets, two groups um, with uh, teams within each group. Um, the first group are our first overall draft pick contenders. So 2024 first overall draft pick contenders. Um, red teams are the Buccaneers, Cardinals, Commanders, and Falcons. So those are our four teams, red teams in the NFL that are going to be 2024 overall first draft pick uh, contenders. And then we have, of course, our red teams that are Super Bowl contenders, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. So we got not so good Bucks, Cards, Commanders, Falcons, and then the really good Chiefs and 49ers. So for each group, one, who finishes with the best record in each of those groups? And I'll go ahead and let you answer that question just so we can keep track. So again, first group, Bucks, Cardinals, Commanders, Falcons, and the second group, Chiefs, 49ers. Um, commanders. And, oh, shoot, that's tough. I really want to say 49ers. But every time I doubt Patrick Mahomes, I've proven wrong. So I'm going with the Chiefs. So I am going to say the 49ers. I think uh, they've got an easier division, which is going to account for a lot of their games. Um, But it's close. It's very close. Very close. Um, Bucks, uh, Cardinals, Commanders, and what was the fourth team again? Falcons. Falcons. Oh, man. Um, well, nobody out of the NFC South. Uh, geez, definitely not the Cardinals. I think I got a default to the commanders too, even though they're going to be the worst team in the NFC East. Uh, I default to them because I think the others are just going to be that much worse. Yeah. I'm taking the Falcons of the, the worst group. Let's go baby. Just because I mean, yeah, the NFC South is the wild, wild West. No one is that great. And the Falcons have, arguably according to many websites easiest strength of schedule so hmm. they have the best opportunity to get the most wins um so yeah give me the falcons for the hopefully not first overall draft pick contenders and then for super bowl contenders i think i'm also going to go with the 49ers um i think they have a top five easy strength of schedule and uh the chiefs i think just have a, a harder pathway being in the afc so hmm. um those are going to be interesting for sure. Um, same groups, which either wide receiver or running back on the team that you chose is most likely to help you win your league. So MJ, I think you went what chiefs and and commanders either. You said either or so wide receiver or running back. Correct. I think I think at uh, current cost, Antonio Gibson, running back, um, uh, great place in the draft, and I think he's he's definitely a league winner. 
And for the Chiefs, wide receiver or running back? Hey, you know what? I've been aboard this train for a long time. I'm going to say Sky Moore. I'm going to put it on the pod. Oh, Sky gosh. Moore is going to be the wide receiver that you're going to want from that. Let's end. go. It, if I were to pick the Chiefs, I would second that answer. Love it. Gosh. Love me some um, Sky Moore. Sky's the limit. That's, yeah. That's what I have to, that's what all I had to say about that fun train. <laughs> all right. So I also picked the Commanders uh, in my weaker team bunch. And I would have also picked Antonio Gibson, uh, but to differentiate from MJ here, I'm going to go Jahan Dotson. Uh, mm. I think getting all the uh, the good looks opposite Terry McLaurin, I think he could be a league winner for some. And uh, similarly, I'm also going to go with the wide receiver two for the 49ers, and that's Brandon Ayuk. Um, I think this is the year that he really busts down the scene, and where you're getting him compared to what you had to pay for Debo or CMC, I think the price is way right. Um, and I think he could definitely help you win your league this year. Yeah, my my choices are not going to be exciting, pretty low-hanging fruit, but for the Falcons, it's got to be Bajan. Um, Kyle Pitts and Drake London, I think both have a lot of potential, but as far as the guy that's going to be on league-winning teams, I think if you can get Bajan, again, like end of the first round, beginning of second, and he ends up meeting his potential, I think he will be a league winner. Um, And then for the 49ers, um, I'm going Christian McCaffrey. I think if he can stay healthy for the full season, he is going to be the number one running back in fantasy if he is healthy for the full season. I just don't see a scenario where that does not happen. He is the best skill player on that team, and I won't hear an argument otherwise. Um, And uh, I don't know. He, He does it year after year. The 49ers continue to prove us wrong um, whenever they don't have a stud quarterback. And uh, yeah, I think McCaffrey is going to be the focal point for that team. Oh, you set yourself up some, for some easy ones, Stephen. I know. I, know. <laughs> I didn't mean, I didn't mean to. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, great jukebox. I mean, excellent questions. I mean, we're starting out the season with a bang, you guys. Um, we'll move on to another favorite of ours, Fantasy Flash. Scott, what you got? It's back, baby. The Fantasy Flash. This is probably one of my favorite segments, if not my favorite. Um, And MJ wanted to make sure that I noted that he won last year by a solid two. Let's go, baby. uh, Over me. Um, So we are back and we will be keeping tally throughout the year. Uh, we will give a first update next episode after this week's games. But we have some awesome games to start the NFL season, starting with the first game on Thursday Night Football, the Lions versus the Chiefs. And the question is, more receptions, ASB or Kelsey? Give me ASB. Oh, oh my gosh. I have so much stock in ASP. I have to go with him, I, but also I, I think he's got to be the guy for that offense. That, oh my gosh, that is a really good fantasy flash. I'm going to have to differentiate. I just have to. I'm going with Travis Kelsey. Oh my gosh, yep. I agree with MJ one. here. I am also going with Kelsey. I think less mouths to feed on the Chiefs' offense. It's going to be Kelsey and more. I, I want to go ASP, but I I don't. I, I, give me Kelsey, baby. Uh, 
moving oh. into the game I'm looking forward to the most, obviously a little bias, but we have Sunday night football, the Cowboys versus the Giants. More rushing yards, Dak or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, I don't DJ. think there's a question. I think I have to go, DJ. Oh, man. I thought for sure there'd be some differentiation here. Uh, I would also go Daniel Jones. All right, so we're going to do our first skirt, skirt of the season, and we're going to go... Audible. We we are going to audible. We're going to go more total fantasy points, Pollard or Barkley. Oh, Give me Barkley. <sighs> Give me Tony P. I'm also going Pollard. All right. Uh, <laughs> last but not least, Monday Night Football. And this game, I hope is a banger. I am looking forward to this one too. Bills versus Jets. And yeah. We got Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers week one, baby. Over, under, total passing yards, 490. Let me caveat with a little stat here. Josh Allen averaged 251 per game in 2022. Aaron Rodgers averaged 218 per game. So I padded that a little bit with Rodgers now presumably being on a better offense with better wide receiver weapons um, and gave you guys 490. Over. So, total passing yards. You know, I'm. I'll take. I'll take the over as well. Woo. All right. And Dan, I differentiate one. I'm going under on this one. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit tighter than 490. Um, so, yes, I think Steven and I are different across the board. We could have a, a pretty big jump start for one of us this week. Uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, God. You're, you're breaking me, Scott. These were these were some pretty good ones. But we, I mean, we got some pretty good games. I mean, we got excellent games to start a season off with. So, oh, um, great, great episode, you guys. And, uh, I especially have to say, you know, since football season is starting up, we're, we're finally getting back to our um, regular segments or the segments that uh, we really enjoy, you know. Um, and of course, MFK across the board can, uh, board can be applied every day of the year, right? Every episode of the year. But not some of these segments that actually detail into your starting lineups, right? The, the fat or your, your fantasy flashes. So it's great to finally be back. Gentlemen, football is back in three days course um so big thank you to all the listeners um thank you to my co-co-hosts um i know you guys like you said early flight 3 a.m uh still coming out here and getting a pod out for our listeners um we're excited and we're going to be pumping out as many podcasts as we can of course once per week especially during the f- football season and uh we'll see how we can change things up this year um still working on that and we're excited for this season uh steven anything to say yeah, really excited for the season. Got got a couple of drafts coming up this week. So just when you thought it was over, there's more newness to come. So I can't wait for those. Uh, and I, uh, yeah, I just can't wait to see what predictions are right, what hot takes are wrong. Um, it's just, uh, I think it's going to be a really fun season and hope that we can get more, more people involved. Um, hit us up if you want to come on the show. 
tell us what you like, what you don't like, and really looking forward to the season. Yeah, Scott? We are almost there, baby. Three more days. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, Very excited. Uh, I'm glad we were able to squeeze this episode in here the last day of Labor Day weekend. I know with Steven and I getting back from a trip, MJ busy hanging by the pool, like everybody busy, busy, busy. But uh, we got it in there and uh, yeah, can't wait for the season. Appreciate you guys. Looking forward to 2024. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. And with that, thank you guys for tuning in. This is what's your fantasy fantasy football podcast. Oh, we'll see you later. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.